Hi, everyone. Here's what's bothering me today. Uh, so, yeah, you have a bunch of the, you know, copium-fueled mega crowd storming the U.S. Capitol. Now, I know ostensibly, and depending on how you want to view things, this could be seen as, no, see, it's patriots rising up against tyranny. But is it really? Chances are probably not. It's just, you know, they think they're being patriots. It got to the point where when this was breaking news, the police were overrun and being pushed back. And not going to lie, I couldn't help but notice a distinct lack of, you know, tear gas and rubber bullets and pepper spray and all these things that they love to use on protesters calling for respect for black lives and um, for, you know, progress and change. Literal thugs storm the, <laughs> the seat of power of the elected legislative branch of the U.S. government and the police seem, no, you know what? Now is the time to show restraint. The hypocrisy and the favoritism is laid bare. And it's not surprising, but still disappointing. But what bothers me is that you had that moment where, you know, a very clear threat presents itself. And, you know, no calling in of the National Guard, whereas they called them in for a Black Lives Matter protest. And, you know, no real use of force, even though they're being pushed back and risk losing, you know, the seat of power to, quote unquote, patriots. Like, uh, yeah, why are they being funded again and have all these resources at their disposal if they're not actually going to use them when it becomes actually necessary? Like... How are you going to handle this if, you know, your lack of action just gives them more and more excuses to take more and more? What's that classic expression we have? Uh, give an inch, they'll take a mile. So now they're seeing, hey, you know what? And I called it, right? Months ago, I said, oh, hey, you know what? By not actually persecuting these people and treating them as the actual threats to democracy that they are, by letting them occupy state legislatures and capital buildings with their actual rifles, you know, if you let them do this, they're going to get pretty ballsy for other terrible things. So what's, what's next, right? Now, due to this lack of action, despite police having all this, you know, funding and money, supposedly, and we've seen that they have the tools, right? Like taser shields, uh, rubber bullets, tear gas. We know they have those, uh, but they're not using them here. And so now the opposition is just going to become more emboldened. So, oh, we can take the Capitol. Well, hell, what's to stop us from going to the Supreme Court or, you know, to like just blocking the White House and preventing Joe Biden from getting into the White House itself? And what's to stop them from bringing guns and feeling like they own the joint and that their actions will never have any consequence? because of this distinct lack of action from the state monopolizers of violence, which we call the police. There are so many ways in which this is bad beyond just the obvious, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't storm the US Capitol because you're sad that your guy didn't win. That doesn't really look good for what's supposed to be a democracy. That's bad, but also the lack of response from police 
and how that has also just been amplified based on their lack of action and persecution of these same agitators when they occupied state legislatures months ago. This whole apparatus of letting them get away with it is going to just cause so many problems down the line. And the fact that more people aren't recognizing this or talking about it and that the cops themselves seem uniquely disinterested in this is definitely what's bothering me today.